All right, everybody, welcome to episode two of How to Make a Movie When You Don't Know Shit. And today we welcome our guest, Johnny Williams, to the podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Of course. Great to see you again. And, uh, you know, I mean, everybody who's watching this podcast needs to know, like, you have done so much great work. I mean, you've worked with them all. Sean Penn, William H. Macy, John C. Riley. I mean, yeah. you were in Goodfellas. I mean, iconic, iconic stuff. I mean, I, I just, I love your scene in Goodfellas. One of my favorite moments. And uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen Goodfellas, but if you haven't watched Goodfellas, you're an idiot. So it's I just say, it's thirty years, years, years ago. Years. I mean, isn't that crazy? <laughs> but that scene where you pull up in that pink Cadillac, and yeah. De Niro comes, he kisses you, and. Tell, I mean, just tell everybody a little bit about that experience. It's funny that you brought that up. My friend calls me this morning. He says, guess what? He says, roast beef. You were on the, uh, what's his name show on, on Fox, uh, Waters. He says, because when they were explaining that Como's Italian and he kisses everybody, they put the scene when you just mentioned that we're all kissing one another. Isn't that great? I, I missed it. I, I missed it. But my friends called me. They, they saw it on water, on water's uh, program on Fox TV. So wow. it, it, it is an iconic scene. The death yeah. scene with Layla playing was also iconic because it was so memorable. And people kind of, um, they felt sorry for me, even though I was, yeah. a, you know, we, we stole the Lufthansa the, the, the heist. We went on that. But they they kind of they liked me for that little moment uh, when I walked in the bar and De Niro and, and they liked me and so yeah. when they find me and my wife uh, uh, Franny McGee she passed away by the way terrific. <laughs> I don't know what you got. What was the last thing I said? I, yeah, I, I, you were just telling me about the scene with you and De Niro and, and just, you know, that, that people were upset because they liked you. Yeah, and they I liked, think they about liked, Cuomo. Yeah, so when Layla plays and they got the death scene, uh, it was so memorable the way Scorsese, yeah. I mean, he's a master filmmaker. Right, right. The way he set the shot up having Layla play while the camera slowly pans from the children that were playing from their point of view, the way he set the camera up to go up and decided a car with the blood on the, uh, the, the uh, window where the, in the old days, they always left the sticker on the window Yeah. in the old days, you know? Yeah. And it was amazing. It was amazing. So memorable. I mean, yeah. it actually launched my career. Like you said, Thank you for yeah. those kind words with the introduction. But the truth is, you know how many talented individuals are out there that don't get the opportunity? Yeah. I was very, very, very extremely fortunate. And to continue on, yeah. what I did for 30 something years, it's amazing. It really is amazing. But I was very lucky. I'm the first guy to admit that, you know? Yeah, no, it, it is amazing. But I will say, you know, and I've watched several several of your roles, and obviously I worked with you, I mean, you know, on, on our film. But the thing about what I think you bring that's really unique is that, you know, you're playing tough guys and all that stuff, you know, and you're in all these, like, mob mobbed up kind of movies or you're playing a bad guy. 
I mean, even there was a clip I saw of you really, really early on in your career where you're playing a tough guy and then Sean Penn and they're like beating you up. But you bring a real, um, it's like a very humane quality. You're just in every in everything. You're just very likable. You're just like the kind of character where it's like, I want to go have a beer with this guy. I want to go like hang out at his house and meet his family. And yeah. that's a that that says a lot about your acting because it means you bring more than than maybe what's on the page. You know, you're you bring something like that. Uh, well, the truth is, the camera picks up the truth. It does. It, you can't lie. Right. And what happens is the gift that I have um, that you can't learn in a school from a book uh, or technique. The gift I have from up there. Yeah. That. Uh, no matter how bad a, a dude I am, or no, no matter how bad, there's always something that the audience gets attracted to. Yeah. Like you say, have a beer with the guy, or you, you know. And everybody, when they meet me in person, especially in the restaurant, when I'm, it's like they know me for a thousand years. And, yeah. and, and, and even though um, they know me through show business, if they saw me work and whatever, they feel like they know me. And yeah. that's a gift. That's magic. That's a gift. It is. And and for a guy like Scorsese to recognize that, where I was completely unpolished, totally, you know, I, I'm not, I was like a raw, a raw diamond. Yeah. Found. And to him to recognize that, it says a lot about his acumen and, and, and his look at, at things. Yeah. So, Again, it worked all around because it worked for him. And like I said, the scene is still being played in various situations. I'm in books. That scene is in books about De Niro. And, wow. you know, and it's terrific. You know, and then, you know, like when they say, well, you're a character actor or, or they pigeonhole you. I said, listen, whatever it is, I made a living for 30, 32, 33 years. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with what I do as long as yeah. I connect with the audience. Yeah. And even in our film, even in the film I did for you, mm -hmm. uh, when I get the heart attack, people felt bad. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, they felt bad, and and yeah. I and I had to act that. I had to act getting that heart attack. And it's not easy. You know, and 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 even like the guys on the set, they 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 said, "Wow, this guy." <laughs> So, I mean, there is something there. There is Definitely. Some, something there. So, Definitely. And, and to work with guys like uh, Savino and, and, and Michael Rappaport and yeah. Dave, rest, rest in peace, my friend Dave, I can't believe it. We spoke so much uh, personally because, you know, his, his, he was so proud of being a Puerto Rican from New York, you know. And I grew up in Spanish Harlem, but it was all Italian. Yeah, so I grew up with all the Puerto Ricans that were coming in. We used to fight them in gang wars. And, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and it was great, you know, because we could connect on that level. Yeah. And then when I, met, I even met his family. Terrific. Oh. Dave was and, a beautiful guy. Beautiful oh, guy and just all yes. heart and, and, and loved. You know, it's the kind of director you love to work with because he really loved actors and he really yeah. allowed us to do what we do and bring, you know, I said this about Dave to, you know, to Kevin. And I said, you know, what, what Dave did so masterfully was he cast, and this is what Scorsese does too, they cast the perfect people. Everybody in our film was so well cast 
that he could just sit back and let everybody do what they did. And everybody did it so well because that was what they brought. You know, it was like it wasn't and nobody was stretching to no. try to play something they weren't. They were who they were. You know what I mean? And it just it let it let it go. And um, I, mean, I love the, tell, team, the Delhi yeah. because we got to do our thing. Yeah, Dave wouldn't stop us. He let us go, you know. Yeah, and, and like you know, a, a lot of that was improv, you know, with the yeah. walk and the exercise. And, yeah, well, oh, I, so yeah. funny! Yeah, it was so funny. I walk here. You live around the corner. Yeah, but it's uphill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that the the relationship between you guys in the deli. Right. That scene, I love, and I love. My, I mean, we still quote lines that you say. You know, oh, it's hot there. That stinks. Yeah. I don't want to go. You know, it just. All that stuff that you say about the gym and the Florida, you know, waiting for okay. your number. I mean, just iconic. But but tell me, how did you get involved with with Dave? Like what did you guys did you know each other before this film? No, I, 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 Dave, uh, um, uh, I think I, I think it was. Um, one of Dave's friends uh, called me and said that, that he was doing a script read. Mm -hmm. of your film uh, on Wilshire Boulevard. Uh, okay, so you were you were there for that because my dad was yeah, there. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't yeah. read, I didn't read for Carmine. Actually, I read for uh, I read for another character. Okay, and, and then when when Dave got ready to do the film, he called me and he said, "Johnny, I want I want to use you as Carmine." He said, "I said, yeah, whatever you you know, whatever you want, I'm there for you." I says that. I enjoyed being with all the guys uh, on Wilshire Boulevard. I enjoyed the script. You know, yeah. I had no idea uh, uh, at what point he was at uh, in actually getting the film rolling uh, in front of the camera. But uh, I've done so many script reads because actors do favors. Actors yeah. always make themselves available sure. um, to people because you never know. We're, we're so right. giving. Whether you get anything in return, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we love to do what we do. It's Zippo. But yeah. the thing is, you still, you're generous with your talent because I always say this, um, the responsibility of an actor or someone with a gift is not to have that gift, but to share it. So yeah. what happens is in the business, it's so difficult to do that because the business gets in the, in the middle of it. Yeah, you know the you know sure. the, the agents, the this, the casting director, that so there's so many obstacles for an actor to share his gift that when he gets a chance to read a script, but they come in, I'm there. right, anything, you yeah, of, you know you get a lot of turkeys in the middle, you know, yeah. writing or whatever, but you still do yeah. it, and you, and the process is always there to learn. The process yeah. of learning is always present when you put yourself. Uh, available for it. I love that. I mean, you have such a great attitude about it. You're absolutely right. I think I, I saw the stage reading. The way I got involved was my dad would come out, you know, we're from Jersey, but I was living in California and I was pursuing my career as an actor. And my dad would come out and he came, he had already done a film with Dave Push. They had done a film together. And he said, This guy I did a film with is doing a stage reading. Uh, and we, we joked, I had my dad on the podcast. We joke because I'm a chauffeur. My dad's like, you got to drive me. I got to be there at this time, Wilshire Boulevard. Because <laughs> my dad doesn't want to drive in LA. He hates it. 
So I drive him and I, he said, and then you come back later and you watch it where they're going to do it in front of an audience. And I watched it. I brought my, my, uh, he, he passed away as well, but my, my best, best friend, I used to call him my gay husband. He came with me and we watched, obviously now it was you it was, I think PBV. It was, yeah. my dad told me, uh, Kathy Narducci. I forgot some of the people that were in the stage. Kathy reading. Narducci was the one who, who brought it to Dave's attention and my attention. Cause wow. I, I mean, she. I'm old. I'm much older than her, but I I saw her grow up as a little girl. She's from wow. home. She's wow. from home. She's from. Home. I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't know I, that. I love her yeah. to death. I mean, you know, but Great she's girl. an artist. You know, she's that typical artist. I'm not. I'm. I'm a guy. I'm a regular guy. I happen to have a talent, but I, I. I. The artist in me. It took a long time for me to figure out that I am an artist. Yeah, and, of course you're an artist. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and it took me a long time to face that. And yeah. That, you know. Yeah. Depends on how you grow up. You know what I mean? I mean, I grew up around that. So, but yeah, I think, I think to call yourself an artist, uh, that took me a long time too. I was just like, you know, there's something about that, that you feel, I felt like I didn't earn it yet. You know what I mean? To call myself an artist. Cause I didn't, I didn't come from, I didn't go to, I don't have an let MFA and acting, you know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of stuff. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask yeah. you a question. Can you pinpoint exactly when that reality came to you? The, the, the artist in you? You know, it's funny. I think, I think like, you know, when you start working as an actor, you feel like, oh, okay, they see something in me. You know what I mean? That starts to feel good. But I think with, as far as being an artist, for me, I realized I was an artist the moment I wasn't doing it anymore. Cause I had left the business and I went behind the scenes and I was working on the other side. I became a manager and I was working on the other side. And the way my soul felt, the way I was dying <laughs> inside, cause I wasn't right. doing art. That was the moment I realized I have to do this, you know, right. whether I make any money, whether right. it goes anywhere, no matter what, because it's the only time I feel alive, you know, like, right. I mean, on the set of our movie, whether I was watching the scenes or in the scenes, there's a life. You wake up right. every morning and you go, right? right? Like you want to go to set, even if you're not in, even it's if like you're not you're in breathing, that day. You're breathing. Yes. When you don't yes. act, even though you're around it, it's almost like you're suffocating inside. Right. And no one can understand that if you're not a real artist, you don't I'll get you, it. I'll give you two minutes. of, And that's the reason I asked you, because I came to grips with that and I could pinpoint exactly when. And it was maybe 20 years into it mm. when I did when I did my show, Mama and Son, I wrote a show, Mama and Son, based loosely on rails. What happened? The Italian restaurant gets discovered. Okay. And I, I hired a, a girl to play my daughter. She actually looks like a lot like my daughter, but she's uh -huh. a terrific actress. And she had that quality. She didn't speak like me, but she had the inner me. She mm -hmm. had that toughness. And when I when I hired her, when I I, I actually cast her myself because I had casting people, but to get this girl, I saw I had to see maybe sixty actresses. Wow. All, all from high quality acting schools in LA, you know, when, when I spotted her and I saw her resume that she did circle in, in, in the square in New York, mm -hmm. I knew, and I took her to dinner. I took her to dinner after I hired her 
because I wanted to have the relationship with her, the father. Right. Father. right. And let me tell you something. You're not going to believe this, but after that dinner, when I walked up to her car, I said, now be careful when you're going home. Like I would tell my daughter. <laughs> yeah. That look, that feel, that project with that girl, uh, her name is Annika Marks. She's got a very good career now. God bless her. I knew that I had transcended mm. from wow. working to being a true artist. Because I wasn't acting anymore. Yes. It was just the in you. It was real. Yeah. And that was the key to my project. The anchor of the whole comedy, the sitcom, was the father and the daughter. The joke's yep. never going to work unless that's true. Yeah. Unless that relationship was real. All the other relationships will fall right into place. Yep. But that had to be the anchor. And that's when I wow. came to grips with me, Johnny Rose Beef, the artist. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's it, it. You're right. It was, it was that specific moment where you just knew, and and that's that's the stuff you can't teach, you know. And I think that was what struck me when I saw the stage reading. It's a beautiful story, by the way. I'm very touched by that. I love that. Um, when I saw uh, the stage reading of this, I couldn't get out of my head that relationship of the father and daughter because again too i'm italian my father obviously come from italian but that relationship between you know how the dad is going to come to terms with all these things he has to come to terms with when he gets out of jail and um and so the way i got involved is funny because my dad it was my dad's part and then uh it was new year's eve i told this story on the podcast yesterday but it was new year's eve I'll, I'll give a briefer version of it new year's eve i got nothing to do i call up dave i go what are you doing for new year's he's like uh we're going up to pbv's house paul ben victor uh who you know very well and he, he said we're having a party so i went up there for the party i just started dating my boyfriend kevin who i wound up marrying and we were both in acting class together and his brother had just started producing movies anyway so he was putting money in financing anyway so i said to dave whatever happened to that script because i could never get it out of my head and of course i would have loved to play the daughter role because that role was so iconic right. so he said um, i just never got financing and i said all right well let's get it financed like let's figure it out it's a great wow. idea and so i i said can i have the script and everything i'm going to take it to kevin's brother Kevin's brother loved it without even knowing that we had that Dave had Paul Servino, Michael Rappaport, all these names, right? He was already like, okay. And then he came in for half. Dave had financing and we were like, that was it. We were off and running. And so Dave said, you know, he had Renee in mind to play the, yeah. play the daughter, but he said, you could play the wife and you play Michael Rappaport's wife. And right. I was like, I'm in, I love Michael Rappaport. Right. And, and it was funny because I took it to my acting coach because you know, sometimes you get a part and I go, this is almost so me that I don't know what to do with it, right? Like, I'm sure you've had roles where you're like, I could do this in my sleep. And uh, my acting teacher gave me great advice. He said, just take care of Michael. That's all you gotta do in this film is take care of Michael. So there's a scene where Michael and I are in the kitchen together and I'm making him heating up macaroni or something. And I go and I get him a napkin. I put it next to him and PBV pointed out to me. He's like, 
I loved when you did that. He said, that gave me the whole relationship, but sometimes, you know, you just find those moments that happen to work, you know? And, uh, and I, when I read the deli scene right away, now I didn't come in as a producer. I became a producer while we were in New York. Cause what happened was Dave's guy fell out. My brother-in-law wound up coming in for the whole amount of the film. And he said to me and my husband, are you guys, you guys are eyes on this whole project. Right. So, so I came in to just act, hang out in New York with my friends. All of a sudden I was sort of thrown into this, to this role, you know, and, and wanted to do a really good job, not only because I love this project so much, but for my brother-in-law, I wanted him to feel like this was. It was obvious that you were, you you were highly committed and you also highly responsible. I saw that. Thank you. I saw how you cared about. I loved it. Everything. Yeah. yeah I and that. I will say like that deli scene went so well and it was just such a testament to, to pros, just all pros, you and just the three of you in there together, Billy DePaulo and, uh, and PBV and you, yeah. but the relationship was right. just there, you know, like I bought that you, you guys, could, you could actually believe that we knew each other for 30 years right away and then what do you guys do for that like i know you talked about wanting to have that relationship with a daughter and a you know sometimes it's natural i imagine but what what i do what i do what i what's your process i i i usually have scenes with a lot of guys like what i do is i i break balls i'm a natural ball breaker anyway (laughs) and i break balls and i find out like little idiosyncrasies about the guys yeah it comes out you know yeah and yeah once i know that it's like a thread on a sweater you start pulling it and before you know it you you have even though that relationship is only a couple of days it's like you knew each other for a thousand years it's the yeah. gift again. again it's the gift yeah. i did a film i did a film with armand Asante, tommy mason joe gravasi and we had this Tony Dennison. We had a singing group. We were one-hit wonders in the fifties, and now it's 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 like the nineties. And we had to have this relationship. So we did two weeks of rehearsing and singing, and I got to know all the guys real good. And That's I great. started breaking balls. And before you know it, when when we were in front of that camera, all of that reality came into play, just like you witnessed in the deli. Yeah. It was there. It was just so there. I had known Dave because I, I spoke to him many, many times. Right. I know Dave. I, I, I knew the kind of guy he was and who he was going to put in the film because I could yeah. see the guys, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Paul Ben Victor, I had known. I, I met okay. Dave, so I knew him. Okay. And Billy DePaulo, his wife was from Harlem. And, and wow, his she had that connection. He had that connection. Harlem, so he had that the, connection. There. Yeah. And once you get, you always have to, you always have to like hook into mm-hmm. something real to make that camera believe you because you're not right. you lie. Right. And once we had all of that going, yeah, you, there you go, you witnessed it. You, yeah, and, and we knew each other for a thousand years. It was so natural. about the exercise yeah. and this and that, you know. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, you know, yeah. And so so natural it, it worked it worked and, and and as actors also we know it worked because we were having fun 
We were right. having genuine. You don't fun. feel any cameras. You just feel like yeah. you're in a scene. It yeah. Didn't matter yeah. If the camera was on or off or out in the street. We yeah. were having. We were having fun. And that and that totally red. That's why I'm here every day. I walk from the house. I'm here. Exercise. You're right. Exercise. Oh, come on. You live two minutes away. There you go. Breaking balls again. I'm saying it's around the corner. Hey, it's uphill, isn't it? Oh, come on. You gotta <laughs> do it. Come, do it 30, 40 times, then talk to me. You gotta like join a gym, do something like that. Gym. You know, I went to the gym that time. I got a membership, right? I don't go anymore. I fell on the treadmill there. The thing was gone. I don't know. I ended up on a floor. I was calling ambulances. I just fell. I made a misstep. No, gym is out. Plus, it stinks there. So let's go back a little bit because I just want to get. So when did you get into acting? Like, and what was that? Were high school? Or did you always know? No, was it, no, no, no. no idea. Well, I'm a married. I was a married guy with three kids going through a very, very, very heartbreaking divorce. I had mm. a belly. I, I, I was going out of my mind. I was opening up. Now you want to talk about doing something <laughs> you hate to do, but you have to do it. I was going yeah. to my school five o'clock in the morning and getting the grill ready to coffee and everything. I hated every minute of it. Uh, I hated every minute of it. Right. Right. And, you know, people come in, you want to, you know, you want to tell the person, why don't you just get the hell out of here? But what comes out of your mouth is, what can I get you? <laughs> That's acting. That's acting. You, know? you were preparing. You didn't even know. You were so anyway, preparing for these roles. So it just so happened that uh, I was I was going out of my mind. Uh this girl that I was, this girl that was a school teacher, I had the hot spot. She used to come in my belly, you know? So <laughs> she said, she talked me into going to the seminar or something. And I said, seminars for crazy people. She said, Jeremy, <laughs> and it opened up, uh, it opened up this whole space, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's too long of a story, but I, I made a little bit of a speech. I don't know why they elected me. I, I don't even know how to speak English properly. And uh, people tapped into, they were laughing, like, you know, and I was wow. just trying to be serious. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm supposed to be talking to you. I I, I got a deli, I got uh, coffee in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 and, and, and what happened was people said we would pay to see you. So wow. uh, it kind of planted a seed. And, and then, uh, all right. So I went to uh, an acting school in New York for commercials and that was funny too. The only reason I got into that school was my friend set me up on a blind date. The girl was a speech teacher in in in, in the school. Uh, Joan C. The, the uh, three of us studio. This okay. is her instructors, and, and the girl was not for me, you know. But beside right. the point. But I'm a gentleman. Right. Dinner, and she said, Johnny, listen, you don't need any speech. You are what you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she was trying to be nice to me or she was or giving me the old zinger. But I, she says, but you should come to the school so that you're familiar with what you're doing. You know, I says, well, I don't know what I'm doing. And she says, just come. And I audited the school. That was funny, auditing the school. The guy said, what's your background? I says, wait a minute. You're the school. What's your background? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah I'm paying you. You're yeah, to impress yeah. me. Why am I trying to impress? It's so, a good point. Schools do say that. What's your background? It's like, yeah, what's your background? Well, what's, what's my background? What's your background? I, I asked him. So that was. That's funny. Yeah. So and then uh, when they were looking for uh, gangsters and good fellas, uh, <clears throat> Frankie uh, Pellegrino, rest in peace. Uh, he told me, Shoshani, you're going to the acting school. He said, go down here, go see. Uh, you met, uh, what's her name? I, I didn't meet Ellen Lewis. I met uh, Juliet Taylor. 
says, you remember mm-hmm. Julia Taylor? She likes you at the bar. I says, yeah, I remember Julia. She's in her office. Go down there. Wow. To the so was and that your first, there. that was your first audition? First, like, yeah, 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 I, 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 I didn't know there. that. Yeah, I go down there and Julia, uh, 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 Ellen Lewis heard me talking to another guy in it. Because I said to the other guy, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, I, the other guy said, what do you mean? I said, ah, my friend sent me down here. I'm going to get thrown out of here. I know it. I can feel it. I, you know, I'm, I, what am I, you know, what am I? She come out. She goes, who are you? She goes, I says, I told her. She says, I love, I love the way you speak. She said, what? Wow. Again, they're talking about, what's going on with the speech? And, uh. And then she brought uh, Marty down to Rayo's, but Nick Pelleggi called me and Nick said to me, he said, Johnny, make sure you're down the bar because Marty's going to pick a couple of guys. He's looking for gangsters. I says, oh, yeah, okay. Wow. We didn't know I had seen Ellen Lewis a couple they of times. They went before. in. Yeah, yeah. But so when she came down the bar with Marty, she looked at me and she said, Johnny, what are you doing here? I said, what am I doing here? <laughs> So what are you doing here? I live up the block, I told her. So she went, you do? I said, yeah. So, and that's where Marty met me. And Wow. I didn't realize that that was like your intro to this whole thing. Yeah. That's crazy. And where did Roast Beef come from? Where did that nickname come from? I had the deli. So that's another story that I'd rather not say on camera anyway. But uh, (laughs) I had an incident with a, a wise guy, you know, in the neighborhood and, he, he pissed me off. He made a roast beef in his uh, club and he wanted me to cut it for him. He brought it to my store across the street, piping hot. It was 4.30 in the afternoon. I closed at five and he wanted me to cut this 12 or 15 pound roast beef on my machine. Wow. And I told him, I said, are you out of your mind? Not only that, the guy was a cheap guy. He never spent any money in my store. Two, two cups of coffee, 45 cents. <laughs> you know, so... Anyway, he got mad at me, you know, and, and he, wow. I said, I leave it, leave it, leave it, like, you know, leave it, because he's yeah. wise. what am I going to do, tell him no? Yeah, right. And, and and so, I, but every slice, every slice of that beef, I cursed his family, his mother, <laughs> his father, his uncles, and, and I had blood all over the place. I cleaned it up, I did everything. He came in and I says, here, here's your roast beef. But it was like, here, go fuck yourself. I mean, yeah, really. yeah. And yeah. He, he got the message. Don't be, you You know, and he started, and, and then I was so pissed when I went to Rayo's drinking that night, my friends were all making fun of me because they're going, ah, this guy, Jimmy, this, that, and the other thing. So my friend Angelo, who's a real guy, he's gone Yeah. Now, they told him, and he loved to tease me, you know, he's <laughs> like, like my uncle, you know? Yeah, yeah. He goes, so what happened, you know, what happened? Jimmy broke the ball. I says, Dad, I says, I'd like I kicked him in the ass before they made him a wise guy. I'll kick him in the ass again. <laughs> so now, Bob Banter over to Bob and serious stuff. Oh, and there, yeah. yeah, Angelo, he was calling me, and he had the, uh, he had the operation on the stroke. John, yeah. John, I didn't hear him. So he went, hey, roast beef. And boom, stuck. Wow. That's crazy. I was because like, like 84, 85. Yeah. I mean, I think it was even on the call sheet because before I even met you, like, yeah. I was like, who's playing Karma? I uh, roast beef. I was yeah. like, who's roast beef? But that's great. What a fun nickname, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what a fun nickname. Stuck after all these years. And Marty, Marty, when, when, when the character I played, his name was Lou, he changed it to my nickname, Johnny Roast Beef. 
because he liked it so much. It's so, so great. Warner Brothers sent me on the contract, sent me permission for them to use it in, wow. in the movie. Wow. <laughs> And you're, like it's, you're like, it's a trademark. I'm going to need a lot of money to put that in that film. That's great. That's great. So what have you been doing now? Now, obviously, this movie, uh, this uh, podcast is called, you know, how to make a movie when you don't know shit, because right. I, we, I got thrown in and, and, you know, but I mean, so much goes to, to Dave's credit because Dave knew what he was doing and Dave had a plan for this and everything else. But it was very like, a lot of stuff was on the spot. I learned how to produce on the spot. And a lot of it was like just watching, just paying attention and watching. And one of the things, one of the points that I really fought for was uh, when Renee gets popped, you know, by Lev, uh, you know, Lev is the actor, Lev Horn, when he pops her, you know, and she gets a black eye, they, I, I put my foot down and I wanted her to really have a black eye when we yeah. go into that uh, funeral. I think it's your funeral, right? Where we go yeah. uh, at the yeah. Italian American club well, to the funeral for you. Gets into the beef with me. Right. That's right. That's why that whole thing happens. And that he pops and she gets hit. And, but I, one of the things I fought for as a producer was to really blacken her eye because, you know, because I'm an actor, I know storytelling, right? So I knew at the end of this film that Paul Sorvino was going to have to go back to killing people. And I felt like if he doesn't have a reason and yeah. your daughter with the black eye, that's got to really land with the audience because, you know, you, you, it has to be not justifiable, yeah. but there's got to be a reason, you know yeah. what I mean? For him to, to turn that dark, you know, we get that that monster's in him still, but that was one of the things and that, that all happened in that iconic scene that you were in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the audience has to root for you. The yeah. audience has to root for you so that the 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 the, the payoff has to be deep. If yeah. you're gonna have a deep payoff, the the the, the crime has to be deep enough exactly. to get off like that. Exactly. And, and the and fact that instincts, she was your instincts were correct. So yeah. that that you see the producer not only creates the money, but you also your acting, your 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 creative nature, yeah, kicked in to yep. participate in, in what you felt. And, yeah. and, that, and that's important. That's important. It it's yeah. instinctual. A lot of stuff is instinctual. Yeah, and it was really on the spot. It was on the day of, and, and you know, and Renee hadn't really planned on her eye being very black. And, you know, and, and, and because I had some sort of sense of, you know, I mean, I let a lot of things go, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm with you on that. I agree with you. But this one, I was like, no. And, um, and it was interesting because Paul was really, Paul really backed me on that because he was like, yeah. I'm going to kill a guy. She's got to look like something really happened here, yeah. you know? And yes. so, yes. so it was like, everything had to stop and kind of, I'm like, we got to makeup in, they got to blacken the eye more. Right. I mean, this is because, no, you know, know, I think. I didn't, know, I didn't know Renee that well. Yeah, I, I, I didn't either. You want to know something? Yeah. Mm. When that scene in the deli, when I get the heart attack, she came over to me, honest to God. She was affected by it. She, yeah. she went, she, John, are yeah. you okay? I said, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. She was affected by it. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was great. And I think, you know, the thing that Renee, I thought was so great at is, you know, she just, she's so, her emotions are so accessible. And yeah. so she really felt, you know, and the scenes with her and Paul were just tremendous. But the thing is, like, whether you're Italian or not, Italian, anybody, any father, anybody hits a Correct. father's daughter. Correct. There's just no, no. you know, is it? You're blind. <laughs> that, 
you're blind with rage. You're right. blind. You're blind. Right. And and that that that's that goes yeah. without saying. Even if you're not a mob guy, you know what I mean. Oh. Guys, yeah, go to jail for over over something somebody doing something to their daughter. But especially this guy that had that kind of history for sure, you know. Uh, but even what one of the one of the uh, moments in that scene that I love is when. When Paul Servino walks in and your guys' reaction, how everybody's sort of like, oh, because, you know, yeah. he was known as being such a, you know, such an iconic person in that neighborhood. And it was just, it was just very real. You guys just had right. really the, great even moments. The, even the film, the, 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 the underlying emotion in the film that built up is that this guy comes out of prison and little by little, they're eroding every value that he ever had that yeah. he went away for. Yeah. I mean, it, it just went lower and lower and lower yeah. and lower. And then when it hits home with his own daughter. Yeah. You know, with that relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's understandable how a guy could lose it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. It's a, it's, it's just such a great story. It's such a great story. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to bat for the film again, too, because, you know, I, I just feel like this film needs to be somewhere where people can watch it, where people can stream it. You know, I've watched so much stuff, especially in the pandemic. I've watched everything. Right. right. So I'm constantly watching stuff on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all these you know, places. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, the script is terrible. Some of it and the acting is, you know, and, and these are, you know, I mean, we've got such great acting in this movie it just needs to be seen it needs to be out there and be seen so so that's part of the reason i'm doing the podcast because i'm bringing some attention to it and sure. going to try to get it get it somewhere where people can see it because everybody that did go to see it especially my friends my friends were like you kind of undersold this this was my one girlfriend was like crying she was like so right. touching and People right. really loved it when they when they saw it, you know, right. just not enough people saw it. I think that was oh, the major I, I thing. That, but yeah, they, it's like I, I did a film called Looking for an Echo with, with Armand with Singers, and they they undersold that movie also. Uh, Where is it? Can people see that? Can you watch Bonnie that somewhere? I don't, I don't even know if you could see it. Because uh, even when you told me the plot, I was like, that's a movie I'd want to watch. People that were in a singing group years ago, and it's like, yeah, you yeah, know, 20, yeah. 30 years and, later. And, yeah. They showed it in Florida I mean, years ago. We did it in the nineties. They showed it in Florida. They got standing ovation in in the theater. Yeah, in, in the movie house. Yeah, and yet it's like yeah. our film. It, it it just didn't get that overall attention. That's that's the hardest yeah. thing. That's the hardest thing when you're an actor and you that's put where, in good work on something, no, no, no. and but, you know, no, you know, that's where the real gamble is in yeah. distribution. That's where you yes. have to put up serious money and you could lose it. Yep. That, yep. That's, that's, that's why a lot of times you get films like our film that they have to pull back. Either they don't have the funding or they don't yeah. want to gamble the fund. Yeah. Cause then, then the money, after you make the movie, and we made this movie, you know, in 18 days, we did three weeks of right. six-day work weeks and, and banged it out, which is insane that we did a full-length yeah. feature film in that, right? But then after that, you're right. Then it's about the publicity, and that's another chunk of money, you know what I mean, that you have to put in because if nobody knows, nobody knows. And that's why sometimes you see movies, you go, this movie's not that good. 
but yet it went to the theaters. Went, and that's because they have that back end money. And yeah. that's again, as a producer, I learned that, you know, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. But remember, no, remember, it's also a rolling expense because yes. you got the movie, you distribute it, then all of a sudden, now you're getting a pretty good feedback on it. Now you got to double the money and why, why the distribution? Yes. So now you're in for $3 million. Now the next time you're in for $7 million. Then yeah. the next week you're in for 14 or $15 million. Now, this is money that you're not guaranteed to get back because you got 50% of the, 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 the exhibitors, yeah. and then the advertising takes another 10, 15%. So yeah. you're looking at serious money, and a lot of guys, I know a little bit about it too. A lot of guys, they, they go, you know what? We're going to have to hold the line here. Yeah. And then the movie gets the movie gets forgotten about. Yeah, that's they exactly know, what happens. They go, you got to you got to get like you got to do the, the the Netflix, you got to do the, the Hulu, the Amazon. The, the these are the guys with serious money. You realize right. the money Netflix has their stock is like uh, three hundred some four hundred dollars a share. They're it's a crazy. public company. They got serious dough. So serious those are the ones that they're and they're the ones making the crap because. They, the Irishman, that movie stunk. It was three and a half hours long. <laughs> and and they, 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 they spent $180, $190 million. There's wow. no, no gangster movie ever. If you were that much all money. of them, you wouldn't come up with $190 million. Right, it's a so, lot of money. So the thing is, you got now you got to do the game. This is the new game now. This is the new game in town. Mm -hmm. I got Mama and Son, my production that I did, my sitcom. I got that pilot. Mm -hmm. I'm 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 going to have a podcast in September, and I'm going to push to sell that because it's a good show. Yeah, that's it's great. Show, well, the, the, the good news is that they need a lot of content. You know, they do need content. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's and and now I think, unfortunately, I mean, I love going to the theater, but now more and more people are not going to the theater. More oh. and more people are staying no. at home. So that's why the content's got to keep going. So what's so is that is that what's up for you next? Are you what are you working on? Is there anything? You no, I got the podcast. What's the beef? You know, right? Oh, it's great about, title. It's, it's about yeah, it's about uh, life as it was, life as it is, and meatballs. Mm. That's that's. I love it. I love it. And I'm gonna have it. guests. I'll have you on the show. I'll, I'll I love have it. You guest. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of definitely. a lot of a lot of nice people as guests that really have something to say. Great. Um, and and it should be funny, you know, not, yeah. not political or anything, but it should be funny. Yeah, no, funny. I love it. I love uh, it. And other than that, I mean, you know, uh, the, the business is just insane. It's just insane. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, it's crazy. They want to know how many eyeballs uh, on YouTube you have. I tell them I don't even know how to get on YouTube. You know, <laughs> but, you know, you know. It's like I'm. I am might as well have lived in a cave for the past thirty years with a <laughs> flashlight because that's what's going on. I got yeah. these embryos coming in the restaurant, and who's worth so much money because they got twenty million. Uh, followers on TikTok and Instagram and TikTok and where what restaurant you're working at a restaurant Rayo, you know Rayo. Sure. oh okay oh yeah. you're still there Over okay home. great yeah. oh yeah. great I gotta I gotta come down you gotta come down anytime I'll, yeah I'll definitely yeah, I'll come down I, it's the same Rayo's is in New York the I love you it can't get in you can't get in New York can't get in right <laughs> well I love to eat so that's uh yeah, yeah. they closed Algo we we went to Algo one yeah. time a yeah. couple of times somebody took that spot but they didn't open yet Oh, okay. All right. Well, 
It's always a pleasure. I, you're, you're, you know, you don't have to worry about anything because you just be you and do you and, and you're going to work. That's it. That's what you've always done. That's your magic. That's it. You don't have to be something you're not. Just be no. who you are. No, no, And no. Uh, then the next role.